You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way, and importantly, to get well paid for it. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Before we jump in, I need to let you know that I'm currently running my free email marketing challenge. It's all about building momentum with your email list, which I know is a big goal for loads of us, but it's one that we often put off for fear of it being too difficult or too salesy or whatever. But I promise that the way I do it is none of these things. Anyway, it's not too late to join the challenge. You can sign up at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash email hyphen challenge and I'll pop the link in the show notes as well. And don't forget to come join us in the Facebook group where I'm going live every day for the next few days. And the group is called Quietly Ambitious Business Owners. Can't wait to have you. Now onto the episode. Hello and welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. Now today I'm going to do something that I've never really done like this on the podcast. I am going to dive in behind the scenes of creating and launching and selling my first group mentoring program, which I did at the end of 2019. And at the time of recording this, we're just sort of getting started. We've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. So I did this very differently from how I've done anything before, really. And I think that's why I'm so keen to talk about it. I had basically been having a nudge, like an intuitive feeling that I wanted to create a kind of group mentoring program for a long time. Now, obviously, there's nothing like particularly unique about the idea. Like a lot of people do group coaching, group mentoring. Basically, the idea is that people get very high touch support but it's not quite one-to-one so we have the support of a group we have someone leading it so in my case I'm leading it as the mentor I will offer my mentoring support to everyone who's in the group but the group also supports each other and offers their own advice and can it can kind of be a bit of a mastermind as well obviously it works in different ways depending on who's running it and how they're doing it So the feeling I'd had for a while is that I really did want to start a group because in my own journey, I knew how important it was to open up to a group of like-minded people. So in case you don't know, I was part of a group coaching program with Ray Dodd and several amazing women. And I feel like it was such an important part of my journey because part of my personality, not just as an introvert, but also someone who had social anxiety and was shy and just very independent you know I felt like I could just do everything myself it was very interesting having that group dynamic where I would open up to everyone in the group and I would also hear them opening up and I think that that was really key as well because through doing so through opening up myself and through hearing them open up you kind of realize that everyone has the same insecurities, everyone has the same feelings, everyone has the same silly things that they do, you know? And also everyone's amazing and they and you 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 can see that in them and they can see what's amazing in you and that is just an incredible thing to have. So, I knew for a while that I wanted to do something like this, although it makes me nervous. Like I'm not going to lie, I started I took on my first sort of test mentoring clients in this business at the end of 2018 and I started mentoring clients long term at the beginning of 2019. So although I've been in business for a long time, I have been mentoring basically for a year at the time of recording this and I've never done a group mentoring thing, right? So yes, it makes me nervous but if if everything I've done in my business up till now has taught me anything, 
It's that things make you nervous when they're new, when you haven't done them before, when you're stretching yourself, or even just when you're like changing that message that you're putting out there and putting it out there in a deeper way, you know? It's really normal for things to make you nervous. I don't think that being nervous about something is a reason not to do it. And I think it's important to add that because I'm a huge, you know, proponent of doing business your way and in a way that suits your personality. But just because, you know, you're an introvert, for example, like me, just because you're shy in certain social social situations like I am, doesn't actually mean that doing call-based um, call based things for your business is a bad idea. So it may make you nervous, but it still may end up being right for you. So this podcast, for example, is a massive thing that I was incredibly nervous about doing, but it was in my heart. You know, I had a feeling to do it, had a nudge to do it. I got the support I needed to kind of push through those fears and it ended up being one of the best things I have ever done. So yeah, just an important note on that. So it made me nervous um, and I was thinking about it for a while. I was thinking, you know, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I was thinking about this for, you know, months and months, I would say. I was really okay with sitting with the idea for a while because I didn't know exactly how I wanted it to look yet and I didn't feel like it was the right time yet. But Um, probably, I can't remember exactly when it was, October, November time, 2019, I started to feel like, you know, actually, I can do this. And it was a really interesting, and it wasn't just because I was really mega confident. I wasn't. It's really important for me to emphasize that a lot. I wasn't just mega confident and thinking, yeah, I've had enough experience now as a mentor. Now I can do a group thing. I don't think it really works like that. Like, I could have started with a group thing. It's not a thing that I have to wait a certain period of time for. It's just that mentally I decided, you know, I actually really do want to do this. And I think it could be an amazing group. I think it could be an amazing thing for me to do. And I think it could be a great way to, you know, add an extra way of making money in my business, you know. But I didn't, it's really also important for me to emphasize I was not coming at it just from the money angle. That's very, very important. And I'll talk more about that throughout this episode. So, I have done several group things. I've done several sort of like the group coaching. I've done several like group courses where there's people who go like live in a Facebook group or sometimes I've done group courses where you get a few group calls in amongst the course and I found that really, really useful. So I was basically just thinking from my journey, the kind of transformation I have been on over the last two years. And I was kind of thinking about all the things I've experienced myself, all the things I've seen other people put out there. And I was really coming at it from a place of what do I really feel like I want to give people? What is the transformation that they're going to get out of this? And how do I facilitate that for them? So like I said, I wasn't coming at it from a place of money. I was coming at it from a place of this is what I know leads to that transformation and the transformation for me personally was just having a group of like-minded people being able to open up to them and just it's also an affordable way to access mentoring versus one-to-one but it's it's different to -to one-to-one that is it really is different but yeah and I also thought a lot about the work I had done personally one-to-one with my clients and I feel like the group program was a real culmination of where I had seen my work have the most impact And there were kind of two areas in which I really saw my one-to-one work having the most impact. Firstly, it was literally just having people there to be accountable to and to freak out to when you needed to or to celebrate with when you needed to. Just being there. It sounds so simple, but I think that that is one of the major benefits of having a coach or a mentor. 
just having someone there in your corner all the time. And with my one-to-one clients, I check in with them every single week. Now, my one-to-one clients are listening to this will know that that check-in isn't like a really detailed thing, but the fact that I do it every single week, they have all told me that it makes a difference knowing that there's someone there noticing what they're getting done, you know? So there's a level of accountability there as well. The second area in which I could see my work making a real difference one-to-one was in the kind of deepening of my clients like mission not just in terms of like what they want to achieve how they want to change the world although that's part of it but also in terms of like what feels good to them what really lights them up and really owning that owning that that thing that fulfills them the most and owning their massive ambitions about it as well so I really wanted to incorporate both of these elements in the group program so I came up with the idea that we would have regular group mentoring calls. So we're a small group of us. So my idea was to do around six people. In one call, we would each get a slot where it would basically be like a one-to-one mentoring session with me, but then everyone else would be listening and everyone else can add their thoughts, which is like the group coaching program I did myself. That's how it worked. Then I wanted to add in a an accountability element and I didn't know how to do this. Um, And I came up with the idea of creating a Google spreadsheet where people add every week what they want to get done. It's really short what they have to add. So it doesn't take them ages to write it, which I think is really important. Otherwise, people aren't just going to do it. And then at the end of the week, they, you know, sum up the week. And I'm not the kind of mentor who has a go at people. But what I will do is if people aren't filling it in, I'll ask them why. Or if people aren't getting done what they wanted to get done, I'll ask them why. And or we'll talk about whether they really need to rest or whether they're just like making excuses, that kind of thing. So the group calls, the accountability, in between group calls, we've got a Facebook group where people can raise any and all questions about running an online business, you know, feelings-based, practical-based, celebrations, um, when they need support, whatever they need. And they can do that either with like messages or by going live, posting a video, whatever. And then the extra thing that I decided I wanted to add was, and this is where it made it quite different, this and the accountability, I think, was that I knew I wanted to include some sort of training videos. And it was really interesting that I wanted to do that because I knew also that I didn't want this to be just another course for people. So what I kind of, what was really clear to me is that the training videos, although they touch on practical things, they're also very much like pep talks, you know, encouragement to the people who are in the group program to get out there and share their important stuff with the world. And it sounds it sounds quite simple, but obviously I think that this is a, another crucial part of having this either one-to-one or group support is that you get these kind of pep talks constantly and it keeps you it keeps you showing up as the leader that you are. And I know that seeing yourself as a leader is really uncomfortable for most of us, me included, but I have really embraced that feeling of being a leader over time. So I really wanted to include that. So it's very, it's very much... Um, It's very much like mindset stuff in between calls with a practical element added. And it's really, I'm really rubbish at explaining it. And actually, I'll talk a bit more about that later in this episode. But yeah, so that's what I came up with. And it's not like anything I've ever been part of. It's not like, um, it's not like the traditional kind of group mentoring things. So I was a bit nervous about that. But because I was coming at it from the place of this is the transformation I know I want to help people with. This is how it worked for me. That gave me the confidence I needed to be okay with doing it my way. And actually doing business my way is a huge part of, 
you know, what I help my clients with. So I feel like it was so interesting going through this uh, program, like creating it. I was really embodying what I teach my clients. And I feel like when you are really embodying what you believe, what you teach your clients, it is so much easier to show up and to sell that thing. Like, trust me, it is so much easier because you are walking the walk. And the flip side of that is, I want to say is you don't need to be perfect. Like, it's okay not to embody it all the time. But when you're doing something as big as this, creating a new program and selling it, it helps so much with that energy that's needed in order to keep showing up and keep talking about it. So I want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Goddard here. I signed up for a day of Voxer coaching here just because I knew that her kind of style is really unique and I knew that I wanted to do this in my own unique way. So we were going back and forth and she really helped me to make sure I was always like tuning into what I really wanted to do, even if that was different. And yeah, that's just another reason why it's so useful to have support. Even though I'm a business mentor myself, I'm always getting support from other people as well. So one of the things that she helped me come up with was this idea of actually just selling it in a PDF, like not even creating a sales page. And that really spoke to me because I knew that the way I was putting this out there, the way, I mean, even the way I've described it here on the podcast is in some ways it's vague, I think. And I think that's because I knew that this was for people who are already in my world, who already know my philosophy, who already get what I do, who already resonate with my message. So that's why I chose to launch it as a PDF, but not put it on my website for all the general public to see. And you know what? Launching it in a PDF was a brilliant, brilliant experience. So I'll just go into the practical stuff before going into why it was such a good experience. I basically created a PDF on Canva. I got a really nice template for it for it from Creative Market and I created the PDF. I really dug deep into like the philosophy and why I created it, which I've kind of touched on now, you know, my journey, running my business for, you know, over a decade, but not being happy with it, making that leap to start a new business, being very scared, but putting myself out there, showing up as myself, building that engaged audience and why like having a group of people to really lean on during that time was so, so crucial for me. So I went into my journey. I also went into the logistics. So like what they get. So the calls, the trainings, the support in between, the accountability. And um, what else did I include? I talked a little bit more about my philosophy of radical entrepreneurial self-trust, which I think is the massive theme of my business journey over the last few years and how it's going to be a really key theme of the group program. And I included details of the price, the payment plan, and I included a link for people who were interested to apply. So there was no like sign up button. First, they had to fill fill in like a Google form with some information about them so that I could be sure I was getting the right people in for this. So after I created the PDF, what I did was I just went on my Facebook group. I went on my Instagram and I put it in my email newsletter or whatever. And I just said, I'm doing a group mentoring program. DM me if you want the details. I mean, it's as simple as that. And it the reason it was such an amazing experience was because I literally had to have conversations with people in order to send them the info. And obviously some people just said, can I have it please? And I would send it to them and that was that. But some people I had like nice chats with and I asked them what kind of support they were looking for and they told me things about themselves and it was just really lovely. And these aren't people who all signed up for it, but it was just really lovely to have that 
direct connection. And I can tell you that if I had just put it up as a sales page, I would have had no idea that so many people were interested. That was the other side of doing it as a PDF. You get real you know, evidence in your DMs, in your inbox of how many people are watching what you are doing and are interested in what you are selling. Now, they obviously didn't all ultimately buy it, but, you know, we all have these people who are watching what we're doing. We all have the lurkers. We all have people we've never even heard of just come out of the woodwork and get in touch with us, which is brilliant. And I love I love my lurkers. I've been such a lurker myself in the past. So trust me, I love having you. Um, and I also got to have more conversations with people who didn't lurk, who I had, you know, had interactions with on social media before, but I, I just got to chat with them more. So it was just, it was such, such a lovely way of launching it. So that's what I did. And I had several people. I was actually really, really thrilled with the response it had. It really took the pressure off for me as well, because I knew that everyone reaching out to me had to have either read my emails or been in my Facebook group or, you know, seen me on Instagram stories, you know, so I knew that they kind of knew who I was. And that's just such an amazing thing about running a business in this way when you just show up as yourself, it really takes the pressure off. And although it was an amazing experience, it was still, you know, a stretch for me to put something out there like this. It was scary. It was nerve wracking. And it's on the one hand, absolutely incredible and amazing talking to people directly about what you're selling. But on the other hand, it's nerve wracking as well, because I've never sold in this way. And actually, I can tell you, I was not, you don't have to be salesy at all. I was not salesy. Basically, all I did was say, here's the link. If you have any questions, let me know. Sometimes I started a conversation about what kind of support they were looking for. I did send follow-ups and I just said, hey, just wondering, are you interested? Do you want to talk more about it? And it was perfectly fine if they weren't. I didn't like follow up excessively. I didn't try and convince anyone. Um, and I obviously had people come back to me with, you know, reasons why they liked the sound of it, but they couldn't do it, you know, money reasons or timing reasons. And I will admit that I did wonder whether to talk that through more with them or put it in some of my posts that I was posting on social media and stuff. But ultimately, I decided I don't need to convince anyone. I trusted in the fact that this program is the right thing for these people at the right time. So the people who couldn't afford it then, I trust that they're still in my world, that they're still watching what I do. And they'll probably sign up with something for, with me in the future. You know, I'm not in the place where I need to convince people to join up with what I'm doing. And this was really part of the program anyway. I really wanted people who were just ready. So I wish I had written it all down when I was doing it, like the timeline of how I did everything. But basically, I think I was launching it for a period of a few weeks in December. So I knew that I was finishing up my work for Christmas at a certain time. So what I did was I made sure that that was the, you know, the ultimate deadline for selling it because I didn't want to be having any kind of energy going on this over the Christmas break. I really wanted it to be like, this is launched now. It's not available anymore for Christmas so that I could completely switch off. So I really did not have a specific kind of launch plan for this. But what I did do was I had a kind of early bird offer where I gave people a free short bonus one to one call with me, which I think is a really nice bonus that doesn't actually take me. Oh, my goodness. I just remembered. I totally forgot to say that there were a couple of one to one calls, a short one to one calls included as part of the program as well, because I found that that was really important for me to get to know people properly and for them to kind of really know exactly what they needed to get out of the program before we got started. Anyway, that's a side note. So I gave a bonus short 30 minute one to one call with me for people who signed up on the early bird. 
And I feel like that was a really nice, juicy bonus. It was a way for me to, you know, get some momentum, try and encourage people to join up in the early bird. And the original deadline, I think, was something like the 11th of December for the early bird so that I'd have like one more week in order to sell it without that early bird bonus, but still at the same price. And what I said was anyone who applied for it by that day would be eligible to get the bonus. So because we had this application form process, I didn't want to say people had to like literally have it booked in. So they had to apply for it. And then what happened is I asked them a few questions in the application form. And one of them was like how ready they were, how sure they were that wanted to sign up. Some people were like sure and wanted me to send them the invoice straight away. But some people said they weren't quite sure and they wanted to have a call. So I did several 20 minute calls with people, which I really love doing them as well. Um, so yeah, as long as they had filled in the application form by the time the deadline came, then I honoured it. So basically, that was really interesting because I had originally set a slightly earlier deadline, but I got really ill, like I had a bug and I just decided to extend it. But what I realised was that it was very important to me, mindset wise, to have that deadline because I think... I think when you're wishy-washy about a deadline, and I've definitely done this in the past, so I'm, I don't blame you if you are, it's like totally normal, but when you're wishy-washy about a deadline, it's really hard to like show up and sell something to your best abilities, really. Um, and when I knew my deadline, even though I didn't end up pushing it back, I really showed up for it. And by showing up for it, I don't mean that I was doing all the things that you do in a, like a normal launch. This really was not a normal launch. This was a laid back launch. And it's interesting that it was such a laid back launch. It was so easy, given the fact that it's not by far not my cheapest offer that I've ever put out. Apart from my one-to-one, it's my most expensive offer, but it was actually the easiest launch. Now, obviously, I was only selling it to a very small group of people, so that kind of made it easier in a way. I needed, I needed less people in order to like meet my goals, but yeah. So it was very laid back, but I did make sure I kept mentioning it. So I would mention it on stories. I would mention it in my Facebook group. And, and actually, even before... Um, while I was creating the PDF and stuff, I would tease it a bit as well. I had quite a lot of fun with the whole teasing of it. So I'd be like, oh, I'm working on a new thing. Are you interested? Uh, or I'd be like, oh, I just finished my PDF. I'm so excited about this new thing. So it is quite teasy and vague. But I think that that really helped, you know, help people share in my creation process and how I was feeling when I was creating it and, and where it was coming from. You know, it was coming from such a good and genu genuine place for me. And I feel like teasing it in that way was like really a lovely way to bring people in, but also had a great sort of marketing benefit, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I really showed up for it. And on the last day of the early bird, I did go live and I I didn't go live to like talk about what the program is exactly and why it's so great or whatever. I really went live to talk about my whole experience of creating it and launching it because I felt like that in itself was embodying what the program is about. And I think I'd only had one person sign up for it. Um, at the time I went live and after I went live and this but bear in mind this was the last day I had three more people sign up for it there and like that day which I think honestly probably at the start of that day I was already thinking oh my goodness I only have one person how can I run a group program with only one person and I think that's a really common fear when you start a group thing and I was, so I was even having those wobbles at the beginning of that day. And it's totally normal to have the wobbles, even if you are coming from this place of the transformation, because as time goes on and you don't have the numbers you want or need, it's totally normal to freak out a bit about it. But I knew I was committed to doing this and doing it my way. I kind of saw it as an experiment. 
I tried not to be afraid of failing. Now, obviously, there's always a part of you that's scared of failing, but I really tried to think logically about it. Like, it's okay if I fail. It's a normal part of this. So I was literally wobbling that morning. And by the end of the day, I had a group of four people signed up. So I just wanted to share that with you because I think when we're launching something, it's really easy to give up just before it's about to get good. You know, lots of people wait until the last day. I know that all all of the people who signed up, I don't think that they only just decided on the last day, but I think that they waited until the last day to actually give me their decision, if you know what I mean. It's so important to have that like deadline in the back of your mind and to show up for it. And I can honestly tell you that I felt amazing knowing that I had shown up wholeheartedly for this program. It felt amazing. And I hadn't done any like bells and whistles and free challenges and email series. You know, I did send out some extra emails about it, but not in a like really like um, planned out way. I kind of went with the flow. I went with the flow while at the same time knowing I was showing up for this and I was at least mentioning it every single day. So after the early bird, I had a few people who had applied who still weren't sure. So what I did was I set a new deadline. I think it was the 17th of December because that was just before I was finishing up for work for the year. Um, And I got on calls with those people and it was brilliant chatting to them. And I had some lovely conversations with people who were very, very keen and ultimately decided not to do it. So I wanted to share that too because I really wanted to get six people My minimum goal was three people because I thought, well, then that's a group and I can run it. I really wanted to get six. And in the end, I only got four. So I just wanted to share that with you because I had people who were very, very keen and who, you know, I even sent like the invoice to and then they changed their minds. And I just I I, I had to trust, like I said earlier, that this program was coming at the right time for the right people. And I know for sure that I'm going to be working with some of these other people in the future. So I'm not worried about it. And actually, Susie Ashworth said something at her live event, the one live. She said that coming uh, when you're selling something and, you know, you're trying to get detached from the outcome of the sale because that detachment really helps you to just show up for it in the best way possible. She says that one of the ways in which she detaches is because she just knows. She knows that those people are coming. She knows that those clients are coming, whether they're coming now or in the future. And I feel like that is exactly how I felt launching this. So everyone who I had conversations with, everyone who was interested in buying it. I am so grateful that I got to chat to them, even though they didn't sign up in the end. And I did actually reopen the group program at the beginning of 2020 for a couple of weeks and no one signed up. And again, I had another person who said that they were ready to sign up and then ultimately decided not to. And I just think it's been such an amazing experience to have gone through that and to have had like a massive win and honestly when I had those four people I was like on top of the world I just thought this is it this is like a new thing for me this is the first time I've ever done a group thing it feels amazing and then when I had those like other four or so people who wanted to sign up for it and then change their minds whether it was timing or money or whatever I also felt really good about that too because I knew that I had shown up for this wholeheartedly and I knew that It just wasn't the right time for them, but they're still in my world. So yeah, I feel very, very good about this whole launch, which is why I'm being so honest with you about it. I wouldn't be sharing it if I didn't feel good about it. I'd be like digging into it a bit more first. And yeah, were there things that I would have done differently? Yes, there are. So on the one hand, I showed up wholeheartedly and I feel really good about the way I launched it. But on the other hand, 
I know there's things to learn and improve on next time. And I think that's totally normal with business. I'm not beating myself up over anything because I think I did an amazing job. I really genuinely do. This was completely different to anything I've ever done before. And I just, yeah, I feel so proud of myself. Um, But yeah, I would do things differently. I think I didn't own or make clear enough the transformation or the level of interaction that I was going to give people, for example. I'll definitely be charging more for it next time because I feel like the value is huge. Um, But generally, I'm really happy with how I launched it and how it all went. And something else that I forgot to say is that in those times when I was wobbling about it, because it's not easy to launch anything, even if you're coming at it from the most genuine place of the transformation and you know that it's this amazing program, it's never easy to consistently show up for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks and talk about something you're selling every day. And that's basically what I was doing. Obviously, I wasn't just talking about the thing I had for sale. I was talking about my usual stuff and saying, by the way, this is still available. But it's never easy to be okay with doing that if you're a thoughtful person who cares about your audience, right? It's never easy to to believe that, you know, it's really normal to think that you're bombarding people with sales messages or you're talking about it too much or that people are going to get fed up. It's really, really normal. The, the probability that you're bombarding them with sales messages is actually low if you're a thoughtful person, but we all feel it, right? So I found that throughout the whole sales process, I've really had to just connect with that transformation over and over and over again. So I just wanted to like mention that as a kind of, I don't know, advice for you when you're showing up for something. And especially when you're in that last day and you've only got one or no signups, right? Like I did. Um, connecting with the transformation is very useful because instead of connecting with your results and the failure you're connecting with why you're doing this in the first place it's so 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 helpful honestly the other thing I wanted to quickly mention was the timing of it so I'm pretty sure that I had set my deadline it was probably I think it was the day before the general election I definitely wouldn't do that again (laughs) that is something I would change because everyone feels a bit anxious around general election I certainly did Um, yeah I would change that next time but the other thing about the timing is it was just before Christmas and I know a lot of us have stories about Christmas right in terms of selling stuff especially in terms of money how much money people have available how much their headspace is on spending you know in their business or whatever versus just like buying the Christmas presents and getting organized for that and I had to keep telling myself that it was okay to launch something in December as well and I The reason it was okay is because it was the right time for me and I wanted to do this and I wanted to facilitate this kind of transformation. So I just want to say that you can launch something just before Christmas and it can be okay as well. But like I said, I did have that really firm deadline so that I didn't personally have to worry about it over my Christmas break. So yeah, that was my experience of launching in this way and I am so bloody glad I did it. Even if I hadn't got the group that I have, which, by the way, is amazing and I'm loving it so far, even if I hadn't got them, I would still be grateful that I launched in this way because I learned so much. I learned so much about how I like to do things. I learned so much about, you know, making it easy for myself. I learned so much about my audience and all the people who are like lurking and watching what I'm doing. Um And yeah, if you would have asked me a year ago whether I would launch something like this, I would have said no, no way. I actually used to think it was like weird to sell stuff to people in DMs or, or, you know, send them a PDF. I don't know if that was a specific thing I thought, but, you know, things like that. But actually, 
what I've proven to myself is it's not weird. You just do it your way and you do it in a nice way. You don't have to like sell people in the DMs. You just like say, here's the link. Do you have any questions? And then follow up with them and actually be a person talking to another person. It's as simple as that, really. Um, And it was just an incredible experience. And I feel like the way I've shown up for it is going to influence everything I do moving forward, whether it's like a really low cost program that I sell to multiple people or, you know, selling my one to one. So, yeah, I hope you find that useful, whether you're thinking of launching your first group thing or whether you already have, but you just want to like figure out new ways of launching stuff that really feels like you. And I'm not saying you have to do anything the way I've done it, but if it feels good to you, give yourself permission to experiment. And that's the thing. I really had to give myself permission to experiment. And like I said, you know, I had I was talking to uh, Elizabeth Goddard about it because I knew she was the kind of person who does things differently. And I knew that that would give me the permission I needed to do things differently. So, yeah, Um, it was just a brilliant experience and I'm loving the group so far. It's currently not open for enrollment. So this uh, podcast episode isn't like me trying to sell you the group at all, although I will probably do one in future. So if you're interested, let me know. It's it's such a lovely, lovely thing, especially when you know that everyone's got coming from it, from these shared values and philosophy and way of doing things. And yeah, I do have space for my one to one mentoring. So if that's for you, then get in touch because there is a difference between being in a group and having the one-to-one and I think you'll know intuitively which it is that you need right now. Um, So yeah, I hope you found that useful. I feel like this is the most um, open and behind the scenes I have been about anything I've done in my business, which is a really interesting thing as well. And I think that also shows how, how good it felt, you know? I wouldn't be sharing this if it didn't feel so good. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and I'll catch you again for another episode soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.